Hey, nerds, we understand you. Drop those controllers, lose the wizard hat, and ready your Cheetos. It's time for some hard-hitting talk about the movies, books, and games you love. So get ready, oh searcher of useless knowledge. It's time to step into the Geek Cave. Broadcasting from a top secret and totally awesome hidden base, I'm Ken Harris, and here's Darren Wright, Justin White, and Chad Savage. And welcome to another edition of Press Circle, I mean Press B, I mean pr- Crouch. It's DK Podcast Gaming, I'm Darren. I'm Justin. And I'm Chad. That's right, welcome to the gaming segment where crouching behind a chest high wall just means you're safe from my bullets but not my grenades. Hi, Uncharted. Uh, so, uh, they're grenades we, of love. They're grenades. Uh, fire the lasers of understanding. Big <laughs> <laughs> thank you to our sponsor, Shirtosaurus, digging up clothing from the past so you can look rad today with great t-shirt, sweater, and hoodie designs on everything geek chic, whether you are a fan of old school gaming, anime, 80s cartoons, or you're weird. Uh, find something for you at Shirtosaurus.com and Gamefly. They've got membership options for every budget, plus gifts for gamers of all ages, Gamefly has thousands of titles you can keep as long as you want. And when you're done, just send it back with a postage paid envelope for a new one. Or pay it or keep it forever and pay a lot less than those in-store prices. And heck, you might actually be able to have physical media. Sign up for a free 30-day trial right now using the link at geekcavepodcast.com. Chad! Yo! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Demo Derby! I played the demo, The Gravity Trickster. Okay. What to say about The Gravity Trickster? It's keeping you down. Well, okay, so the level design's... It's the law. <laughs> the level design's engaging. It's, it's only a theory. <laughs> it's fun to look at. You know, controls are simple. Basically, you have a jump button, and you either use the arrow keys or your left stick to move around. You can look around kind of with the R button or with... Any of the R buttons, so like you R stick or R one R two, okay, can also have you look up or down, um, and you can kind of choose which level you want to play by using the L but L one L two buttons. All right, which is interesting. The demo will get you ten levels of varying difficulty. So your goal is to get the key, then get to the exit. Don't fall off the edge. Don't die. Sounds simple. All right. If you're playing on easy. Or on normal, then there are time limits. And the time limits can be a bit taxing. So I turned on super easy Zen mode <laughs> because then yeah. there's no time limits. Alright? On Zen mode, no penalty for failure. You just play the game, get the key, get to the end. That's it. On easy, when you run out of time, you have to start over. But at least there's no penalty to your score. On normal difficulty, it starts knocking your score down. Oh, no. And if your score ever reaches zero, then you start the game again. Oh, no. Mm. So, if the game is meant to be balanced around normal, step off Soulsborne games. There's a new <laughs> difficulty challenge in the house. <laughs> 
because this is a game in which there are no tutorials. There are no hints. It's a trial and error game, which means that you have to fail repeatedly in order to figure out what to do, which means that you have to play those early levels on repeat. Oh. You have to just keep going. And once you beat a level, it's not like you can just select that one and practice it over and over again to get your speed down or figure out your your format so that you can play on normal mode. No, no, there's none of that. You can only choose your levels in increments of five. So like say you want to practice level seven. No, you have to go to level six and then and then seven okay. and then mm. get through six to practice seven. And then you can go back to six Oh. Two seven. You're gonna get real good at six, though. But if you wanted to practice like level eighty nine, I hope you get real good at level eighty six, eighty seven, and eighty eight because <laughs> you're gonna have to do it. Oh boy! Ooh. So there's a lot of failure. Learning how to jump, when to jump, how to control the little robot ball. All of them come with the opportunity to fail. I failed twenty nine times over the thirty minutes that I played. 10 levels, 29 failures. It's not bad, really, when you think about it. Here's here's the thing that I want to discuss. I was only playing those levels for 22 minutes. Okay. The other eight minutes, that's how long it takes to reset a level upon failure or setting up the next level in the case of victory. And I know 12 seconds doesn't seem like all that much. But it's an awful lot of time when you're playing on a PlayStation 5. This was a design choice that you are playing a game in which it is expected that you will fail on repeat. And no matter how you fail or succeed to do the level again or to change levels, it will be a 12 second wait. Again, not a lot of time. Take a breath. You know, relax your hands. It's a PlayStation 5. Hmm. Spider-Man 2 could move you across the entire friggin' city. Two seconds, yeah. In two seconds. You know, I think... (laughs) If I was playing this on a Windows XP machine, I'd get it. But I wasn't. Oh, boy. And say you get stuck. You're just like, I I don't even know where I am in this level anymore. Because it's one of those 3D things where sometimes you can go over the edge and the whole thing flips (laughs) upside down. There's no no insta reset. You can't like push the select button and just start the thing brand new. You've got to kill your character, fail your character off, and then 12 seconds. It's a recipe for frustration. And it may sound like I didn't like the game. It's not entirely true. The puzzles are ingenious, and it really does work well. I was just frustrated by it. It works. The game works. It's smooth. It's fine. It looks good. If you turn the music down, it's even kind of groovy. I could recommend this to somebody who really digs on the 3D platformer puzzle games. But for me, yeah, it's just the demo. A good demo, but just the demo. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, uh, Gravity Trickster uh, brought us back down to Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin, um, I'm afraid to ask. But I have to because of uh, my contract. So, what you been up to over on them there Reddits? Well, thank you for asking. 
So as many of you know, I don't get to play many games, but I do have a wide breadth of knowledge that I think is useful to the gaming community. And so I've been going through Reddit's Ask Games to find questions that I think deserve definitive answers in a little segment that I like to call Ask Justin. The Geek Cave Podcast and its associates, including Justin, do not condone the advice given in this segment. Thank you, Nigel. So this month's question. Why is my credit card declining while purchasing a game from PCGamesKey.com? Well, Anthony A. Gilbert of Brahms, West Virginia, birthday December 16th, 1987, height 5'11", blood type O negative, uh, customer service specialist uh, for uh, Pro Lawn Care Landscaping LLC, who drives a maroon 2016 Honda CRV? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, get legal on the phone. <clears throat> oh, get legal, get on, legal the phone. on the phone, please. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Uh, by the way, while I got you here, yes. And before we have to um, sign some papers, uh, <laughs> that was deep. Do you have anything a little shallower for me? Uh, yes. Um, I did get another game in from GameFly. Thanks, GameFly. Uh, that I wanted to try in my little ongoing segment called Shallow Save File. All right. Where I pick a game based solely on the cover art. This month's selection, it came a little late, but this month's selection is Death or Treat. Not Death Retreat, Death no. or Treat. Death or Treat. I choose Treat. Yes. So you play, I'm going to give you the basics of the story. Okay. I'm going to give you the good. And then I'm going to give you the bad. That's how this works. Yep. Yeah. So the basics of the story are you play a little ghost. Okay. And you drive a mobile cart. It sells goods for the ghoulish community. Okay. And you roll into Hallowtown and all of the stores are closed. Like shut down. Really, because, really just dead, huh? Yeah. Because... <laughs> A, a big megalomart thing has opened, and it shut down all the local businesses. And your goal is, A, to defeat them, but also collect things that can reopen these stores. Candles, pumpkin seeds, candies, those sorts of things. Okay. And as you go, you collect them, and then you start in a hub, and as you collect more, you can go in and reopen these stores. So that is the premise of the game. Okay. The good. The artwork is amazing. Painted backgrounds and like real animation for the the moving parts. It's very cartoony. It looks really good. Now for the bad. Oh no. If that was oh. There's only one good oh. everything else. Oh. Because you First off, the you, you the the talking that you have to go through with characters is painful. It is there's no voice acting, so you have to read, and the font is very, very, very tiny. This would have worked better on a handheld, but it was for the PS5, and on my big TV, I couldn't read the text because the font was funky and it was tiny. Great. So I'm not entirely sure what they were telling me. So I managed to figure out how to get to the first level. Fine. I have to choose a weapon. 
I'm really only given one choice. A stick. And I get to choose an ability. I get to choose from three. I chose the one that lets me shoot out five little ghosts that attack enemies around me. Yeah, that sounds like a good one. And that, after you use it, has to build back up and then you... Okay. So, okay, fine. I go. I walk past the billboard that has what all the controls do. Great. Love that. Walk into this tube with an arrow pointing in, and I'm in the first level. Gameplay is okay. You know, you hit things. You you can dodge around them, whatever. And then I died. Because okay. it happens. Yeah. It took me back to the hub world. Mm-hmm. Not to the start of the level, but to the hub world. So that I had to go back to the person I had to talk to, to get into world one, walk past the billboard, into the tube. Now, the first time I went through that tube, it put me where I thought the level started. The second time I went through that tube, it put me somewhere else. Oh, it's a road-like. It's a road-like. It's a, yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. So I'm making my way through. Each little segment takes me to another tube, whatever. At no point am I given any sort of health ability. There is no way to rebuild up my health. Well, you're dead. Well, yes. But if I lose health, it's gone. Oh, good. And I I hit everything with my little stick. I hit everything. <coughs> and all I managed to get were candles, which I need to get, you know, things going. Mm-hmm. The most I got out of this was like... 200 candles and three pumpkin seeds. Because you hit a thing and like 60 candles comes out, whatever. I died again. Took me back to the hub world. Fine! (laughs) I went back in again. Somewhere else. Made it to what I assumed was the boss. Fine. I died. Went back to the hub world. And I said, no, thank you. And I turned it off. I ejected it. I put it back in the envelope. For a new one, because that's how Gamefly works. Mm-hmm. Because as cute as it is, that is the only thing it has going for it. <laughs> so, no more road likes for Justin is what I'm. No, hearing. no, don't tell road him about road legacy. <laughs> no, if you go through a tube, it has one exit. One. <laughs> the other side. Uh, T junctions, Y junctions. There's no. all kinds. They just move the tube. Yeah. No, there was no indication that this was, you know, a Jeffrey's tube in the inner Enterprise. It's a tube. It is a corrugated tube, like you would find in a ditch under a driveway. It has an opening and another opening. You go through one end, you come out the other end every single time. You know that is the question. Does a tube have one hole or two? A tube is a hole. Hmm. Well, that sounded draining. I'm sorry. Yes. No pun but, intended. But then I played a good game. Oh, okay. So um, I bought this game a while back. Forgot I had it. <laughs> and then was, That sounds like a pretty good idea for a set. Go ahead. Forgot I had it. Was flipping through my Switch. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I turned it on. It's called The Last Campfire. Okay. It's kind of an indie game. Uh, you play as this little little guy named Ember. He is floating down a river with his friends. He gets separated when they make off, when they pull off and go on to their temple of worship or whatever. And he gets floated on down river. 
you are effectively throughout the game you are in order to progress to the next phase to get out of where you are to find your family and friends you have to usher the lost souls to various campfires and once you've collected all of them then you are allowed to proceed it is a puzzle game okay there are no enemies to fight there's no at least not now i've made it through the first world but you have to go around you find the soul and then it takes you to a puzzle you make the you defeat the puzzle to get to the caged soul you free it it moves on to the campfire once you collect as many as are needed and it gives you an indication the next stage opens up and then you move on it is and it's got a story behind it. So it's almost storybook-esque from the narrator. Every time you encounter something, there's a narrative that pops up with text and stuff like that. It is beautifully done. So if you like puzzles with a storytelling element, I recommend The Last Campfire. All right. Well, I'm glad you had a, 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 an uplifting one. Yes. After I get the feeling it's going to have a sad ending. Oh, yeah. It's an indie game. But... It's fun. Yeah. Not for no, now. No shade against indie games, by the no, way. No, no, no. I, I love, love indie, indie games. games. I love them. Jinx. But you owe me a toot. Uh, I love indie games, but the problem I have with indie games is that a lot of times whenever they're like these beautifully well-told stories, they always end with tragedy. Yes. Because that's deep or something. Yeah. You know, it didn't be, it, it, it's nice to be happy, I'm just saying. You know? the, the only exception I've found so far is Terror of Hemosaurus. Terror of Hemosaurus is a good time. It is. Yeah. I played it for Extra Life if you watch the stream. Yeah, yeah, it's fun times. I've got it on my Steam Deck. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, Justin. You're welcome. Okay, well, if uh, there's no further business, uh, before we get to our pile of shame, I have another review. You see, uh, the Game Awards uh, recently uh, announced, at the time we were taping this, their Game of the Year contenders. And I have played four of the six, um, including Resident Evil 4 Remake, uh, which was a remake of Resident Evil 4. It's weird how that worked out. Uh, Released on the PS5, PC, Xbox, and uh, Resident Evil 4, when it first came out on the Nintendo GameCube, was widely considered to be the best in the franchise and one of the best games ever made at that time. So it's a survival horror game, but with a bit more uh, action-focused story than the prior games. And just like with all the other Resident Evil remakes, they fixed the controls so it's not... In the originals, you move like a tank. You, you you go forward and then you stop and then you turn to the right and then you move forward. I have played and, some of those. And yes. that control scheme is meant to increase the dramatic tension because oh it's a zombie and I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get away because the controls are shit. But in this case, uh Resident Evil 4, even back on the GameCube, it was a little bit better. It was more over the shoulder style, and uh, you know, you could actually turn around quickly and that kind of thing. So the remake Basically takes all the good from Resident Evil 4, cuts out some of the bad, gives you a little bit more bad, but in a different way. Uh, And if it wasn't a remake, this would have been the game that got my vote for Game of the Year. Oh. If it wasn't a remake. Okay. Uh, The production values are solid. Uh, They cleaned up the, the game considerably. The biggest problem I have with the original Resident Evil 4 is that after the halfway point, it is a giant escort mission. Hmm. Because the whole point is, Leon S. Kennedy, 
uh, one of the heroes from Resident Evil 2, is sent to this island to rescue, I don't remember if it's the president's daughter or the vice president's daughter, so I apologize, I've slept since then. She's the daughter of a VIP, either the president or the vice president. She's a college-age student, she was kidnapped, these weird cultists who worship this guy named Lord Sadler, who has this parasite thing they call La Plaga. Um, and it's basically a way to have zombies without having zombies. Because zombies were supposed to be done after Resident Evil 3, but they keep finding ways. Uh, <laughs> Undead life finds a way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> so the game starts off pretty... Uh, Pretty much exactly like Resident Evil 4 on the GameCube, but with one big exception early on. Early on, there's this spot where you have to free this dog that's caught in a bear trap. And if you do free the dog, then later on, it'll help you during a boss fight. You know? I come into that area. There's where the dog's supposed to be, but it's been dead for a while, and there's flies around it. And I'm like, oh, no. You guys aren't screwing around. First village you get to... Uh, there's a really tense moment in the original where you have to basically fight off wave after wave of these villagers and you're running out of ammo. You're like in the upstairs of this building. You have to push the ladders down because they're climbing in through the windows and all that stuff, barricade the doors. And eventually they stop whenever like a, the bells of a church start ringing and they go because Lord Sadler is calling them to worship. They just drop everything they leave. <coughs> now in the original, I cheesed it by going to like this watcher, this like lookout tower and just hiding up there until eventually the game's like, ah, fuck it. Fine. Ring the bell. This time you try that floor breaks through once you're halfway up the tower and you just come crashing down. Capcom's like, no, you don't. Not this time. You're hmm. going to run scared like a bitch. And, uh, but overall, though, you know, uh, other changes that were made that actually made things better, because I mentioned Ashley um, being in the first game. She was it was a huge escort mission. And you basically they left dumpsters and trash cans and stuff around. You could order her to hide in them while you fought with the zombies. Las Plagas. And uh, my wife loves it because she's just like, oh, is that the game where you tell like the girl to go hide in a dumpster? And that's. That's all she knows of the game. <laughs> yes. Um, there's actually even like a reference where like Leon tells her to like hide. And she's like, are you serious? <laughs> uh, the voice actress is different and she's a little bit more mature sounding, not as whiny. And there's a spot in the game where you get to play as her and she's actually competent. She's competent throughout. They made this annoying character a useful character. Nice. Hmm. You know, they, they. I don't know. They fixed a lot of stuff. <laughs> I don't know. That that know. seems to be a step backwards. Well, all right. Well, useful NPCs. Come on. Well, if it makes you feel better, they made up for it for with some of the cheesiest fucking writing. <laughs> like, think of any action movie where you see zombies involved. Think of that kind of writing. There's one point where I'm fighting the last boss, right? And he's talking about you need to like let the parasite infect you become part of this holy body yada 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 and at the end leon grabs a spear and he says i shit you not i'll give you a holy body and then he stabs him with the spear that's not bad writing it's not that, no that's awesome that's yeah great and that that is there there throughout and i'll even i'll even go far as to say like if you like horror game as, of the year right there 
yeah. you like horror as a genre and maybe you've shied away from Resident Evil games in the past, I would recommend at least trying this one out. Um, like I said, if it wasn't a remake, it would be my vote for game of the year. Well, clearly it's not the same game, so... Yeah, that's true, but like just... There was another game that I think deserves the honor more, so I'll just say that. But, uh, and, you know, we'll get into that when we talk about Golden Justins next month, but, you know, or later this month, actually, it's a December podcast, that's right. Um, But, yeah, uh, highly recommended. Definitely try it out. If you haven't tried out Resident Evil 4, uh, the original, if you have, there's a lot of stuff there that you'll be very familiar with. If you haven't, it's going to be a brand new experience for you, but it's definitely a fun one. And multiple difficulty levels, including one called Assisted, where they give you as much ammo as possible. And uh, you can even like buy like a vest that reduces your damage. So you darn well better finish the game on that one. So, all right. <sighs> if there's nothing further. I turned my PS Vita back on. Oh, It still works. That's nice. awesome. <laughs> That's right. The PlayStation Portal is out now. Mm-hmm. I hope someone likes it. Cat. It was created by a madman. Ignored and rejected. Every week it grows. We cannot kill it, for it does not live. Step fast and be wary, or you may fall victim to... Darren's Pile of Shame. (laughs) Well, this is it, guys. This is what we've been waiting for. A year of the NES finally, mercifully, coming to an end. No! Do not want... Over the, over the past 12 months, I have participated in a series of reviews in which I have played 12 randomly selected Nintendo Entertainment System games to celebrate the Famicom, the NES in Japan, turning 40. Also because I apparently enjoy equal amounts of joy and suffering. We'll never know There's for sure. There's a German word for that, isn't there? <laughs> you see, I also limited myself to not playing anything from the Super Mario Brothers... Legend of Zelda, Metroid, or Kirby series, because it seemed like a good idea at the time. I played a Metroid game. It yeah. was decent. I'm glad you liked it, or at least you thought it was all right. Right up until that boss. Well, that's bosses for you. Dang it. We flew high with DuckTales 2 and Castlevania 3. We middled around in the gray area between good and bad with titles like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 and Mickey Mousecapade. We scraped the absolute bottom of a shit-filled barrel with refuse like Fox's Peter Pan and the Pirates and Knight Rider. Oh, and uh, also Dick Tracy, Robocop, Abadox, Popeye, and Wrecking Crew were there. I just didn't care enough to put them in a particular category, to be honest, except to once again say that if you want to play Wrecking Crew, just play Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle instead. It's better. But this is the last one and probably the last NES game I'll play for a while because I need a break. We all need breaks. It's for your mental health. And what better way to send this series off into the sunset with something that was equally entertaining and frustrating, just like the vast majority of the NES library. Just like Chad and I. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A game where you play as a caveman who, because it was the 90s, rides a skateboard, 
surfs, rides various dinosaurs, and is a total cool dude, my fellow children. As he tries to rescue his girlfriend, Tina, from aliens, I think. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about Adventure Island 3. Okay. Adventure Island 3. 3. Three. Yes, The Revenge. That's not actually the subtitle. You play as Master Higgins. That's his name. Master Higgins. He's a caveman. I don't know why his name is Master. He's, he's voiced by Rex Harrison. I wish. Uh, you trek through several side-strolling, platforming maps, each with their own secret areas, lots of enemies, character designs that are colorful, charming. They really show off what the NES was capable for, uh, capable of at the later stages of life. And while the gameplay is pretty simple, go to the right. Throw weapon. Don't get hit. Repeat. Okay. Uh, there is an extra wrinkle. You do have a health bar at the top of the screen. Does that mean you can get hit more than once? No. No. What did you think it was for? Health? No. <laughs> That's your hunger meter. See, there's fruit scattered throughout each level. And you got to collect it. Because as you navigate the level, your hunger meter will drop. Use the run instead of walk. Drops a little faster. Attack an enemy. Oh, that's going to drop. Jump. You're a little bit more hungry now. And so on and so forth. Sure, you got to rescue Tina. But you also got to eat. You know? Uh, you're burning lots of calories. That's, that's, just, that's just biology. The problem is usually all of the game's power-ups plus the food that you need to live... Either pop up well in advance, so you got to run, 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 run to get it before it disappears, or it'll show up right when you go past it. And no, the game does not let you go back to collect mm. things you missed. It's not one of those. Gameplay loops a bit deceptive. Sorry, go ahead. You. I was just saying, this is what we need is a head-up display that tells us when we're actually hungry versus yes. when we're just... <laughs> versus bored bored or, yeah. or, you know, watching yeah. TV or something. You know, I, I need... Somebody work on that. I need Somebody. a heads-up display that gives me a hunger meter, a health meter. Mana would be great. Mana would be great. <laughs> I, I would even settle if I had to look down at my arm. Yeah. I yeah. Got, I'm, I got I'm good with a pit boy. arm here that I'm not using. <laughs> I'm good with a pit boy. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Now, the gameplay loop is a bit deceptive. You go several levels in a row without any problem because the bulk of the enemies are super easy to beat. Platforming's not that bad. And then a boss level happens. Of course it Yay. does. And bosses for you, you get the prehistoric crap kicked out of you. Or in my case, you get impatient because the boss takes forever to repeat its patterns. And you try to force the fight to end early. And you die because one hit kills you. Did I mention you also unlock skateboards and other means of transportation? Like dinosaurs that do spe different special attacks based on what color they are. They also were gone after just one hit. And usually when you get those upgrades, it's about when each level decides to come after you just a little harder than it had been because he's having too much fun! Eventually, you will chase the alien ship to a volcano for the final level. Why? Because it's an NES game, and we have to have a lava level. It's in the NES Bible. Now, why the aliens didn't just go into orbit the second they grabbed your girlfriend? That's not for me to say. The last boss is a bit tough, unless you got one of the dinosaurs that you managed to be able to bring with you. Then you can literally, literally fucking one-shot it. Then you get an ending cutscene that has Higgins steal the UFO. I'm, I'm sorry, who? Master Higgins. Thank you. Steal the UFO and blow it up in midair. But we're still good. 
because you made friends <laughs> with a pterodactyl who deposits you and your girl on a tiny deserted island where I presume you will make out until one of you dies and then gets eaten by the other. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Master Higgins is not going to be the one to die because they made a fourth one of this game, Super Adventure Island on the SNES. Next year? No. Now, the music is pleasant. It is the NES, so you're not looking at much more than bleeps and bloops, like a soundtrack made by Koji Kondo. This ain't. But it is still light and fun. Overall, there's not much else to say about this one. I mean, if you're looking for all the secret areas, it's going to take you an hour and a half to beat it. That's it. This is why a lot of games during this time period had those insane difficulty spikes because Nintendo was worried people would rent a game and beat it in a weekend. And that is actually possible in this case. Hmm. Still, you know, Adventure Island 3 is a cute and simplistic platformer, which only occasionally suffers from the Nintendo hard philosophy. You could do worse, but it's not going to be cheap to pick this one up. I ran the numbers. A loose copy is going to run you $70 just for the cartridge. You want to find it with a box and manual? Over $200. Hmm. You want to find it unopened? More than $400. So maybe stick to something a bit cheaper, because it's not groundbreaking or a must-play or anything, but it's not bad. Hmm. So uh, be sure to listen to our other podcasts, including uh, Deep Cave Comics, which dropped yesterday, Deep Cave Movies, which drops tomorrow. Uh, there's also You Want Me to Watch What and the Week 3 podcast. We have the occasional TLDR when we feel something needs just a little bit more explanation. You can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Podcast and Podcast 2 and Podcast 3 uh, for live streams. Also, check out Cave Plays and Retromantics on YouTube. And you can find links to all of that stuff, plus links to our social media channels at geektapepodcast.com. Now, while you're at our website, join our Discord server. You can chat with us one-on-one, meet other Geek Cave fans, share your ideas, get early access for every new episode, and, you know, participate in polls. We've got a poll up right now. What should the uh, pile of shame look like for 2024? Your choices are the year of Nintendon't, or Sega games, <laughs> or... Who? <laughs> Which is basically a list of games that I forgot. Feature owls. I, no, I wish. All Doctor Who all the year long. Oh, God, that'd be worse. No, these are basically games that, like, I forgot that I bought. Isn't I, that what the pile of shame is anyway? No, pile of shame is games that I know I bought, but I never got around the plane. These are games that, like, are in my Steam library, for example, that I don't know how they got there. I don't remember buying this. I've got a GOG library the same way. It might be fun. I guess I'll find out if people vote for that option. You could vote for the year of Nintendon't, and it's going to be Sonic, Vector Man, and World Series Baseball. Have fun with that, I guess. So, uh, for Kent, our red dinosaur, uh, which spits fireballs. Justin, our blue dinosaur, which shoots lightning bolts out of his butt. That is an actual thing. Yeah. Chad, our pterodactyl that catches us whenever we're falling. I'm Darren, the rock that everyone trips on in the first level. And remember, everyone is a geek for something. <laughs>